0: Hello and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and if you'd like to hear more Activate Podcast episodes, you can check it out on SoundCloud.com or on iTunes. We're going to pray and then get right into the Word of God for today. Let's pray, God. I thank you for this day. I thank you for another opportunity to be your child, another opportunity to be in your presence, and God, I pray that. You would just speak to hearts today. You would speak to my heart. You would speak to every person listening, Lord, that we could get a, a- bigger glimpse of who You are, that it would set deep in our hearts the things that You have for us. God, I pray that we would be refreshed and renewed, that, God, Your Word would be like living water to us, and that we would drink deep and come away knowing that we are satisfied in You. God, I pray that You would fill any area that feels lacking in our lives. God, I pray that You would be the source of everything. You would be our source of joy and strength, that we would look um, to You alone and not to other things, that You would be our all in all. God, I pray that we would put all our hope in one basket. We would put all our hope in you. All of our um, weight would be leaning on you and not on other things because, God, we know that you satisfy, you sustain, and, God, you promise that you will never leave us and never forsake us. So, Lord, we trust you today. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're going to be looking at uh, how much do we trust God we know that God is a few things. There's some big fancy words called omniscient and omnipotent, and it means that God sees everything, and it means that God is everywhere. And it's very easy for us to believe this because we're talking about the God of the universe, the God that created the whole earth, the God that created giraffes and people and plants and seeds and coffee and coffee. Uh, Everything that we can imagine came out of the idea and creation of God, our Father. And so to say that God sees everything, absolutely, we can believe that. Or that God knows everything, of course He does. And He was here from the before the beginning of time, and He will be forever, He's eternal. So God sees everything, He knows everything, He's eternal, He's the one that told the ocean where to stop. He's the one who hung stars in the sky, so beyond our understanding, so beyond ourselves. God is all of those things. We see that um, God has a plan throughout human history of um, the way that he established the nation of Israel, his called out people, the way uh, he allowed for there to be kings and judges, and the way that he sent John the Baptist as the last prophet to proclaim the coming of Jesus, the plan that Jesus would come and be the final substitute for sin and the freedom that we would have because of that. And he designed uh, the whole workings of our, our lives today, that we would have the Holy Spirit as our guide and our comforter, and that he would be our, our source of strength for witnessing and doing the work of the kingdom. He designed all of it. We see that. We know that. But here's a huge bridge that many of us fail to cross. We know those things. Those are on one side of the bridge. And then we stand on the other and we say, those things are true. But to cross the bridge over to putting them into our daily lives is what I want to talk about today. If this God really is all seeing in every situation, all knowing of everything that's going on. If he really is the creator, if he really is who we believe him to be, if we can cross that bridge of putting that God into our daily lives, everything will change. Everything will change. There is a verse in Psalm 27, and this is in the New International Version. This is something I've been hanging on to the last few days. And it's a verse that I hope will just resonate with you. It's a verse that I hope you will put on a sticky note in your house somewhere, or it will just be on your your cell phone. I take a lot of verses and I I get an image of them and put them on the, the screensaver of my cell phone. So I see them when I turn my phone on and it's reminding me of whatever it is that God's speaking to me. Well, this verse in Psalm 27 This is the second part of verse one. It says this, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. A stronghold, if you think about an old castle or um, a military situation, a stronghold is the protection against the enemy. A stronghold is somewhere you can hide behind and be safe. A stronghold is a barrier against anything bad coming in to touch you. So you hide behind it. You get behind it and you're safe. The Lord is the stronghold of your life. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. That's taking all that we just said that God sees and knows the creator of the world. He is the stronghold of our life. So it says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I want you to think right now about the biggest situation in your life, the biggest problem, the biggest hurdle, the biggest thing in your life, the thing that is so heavy. What is that thing that's so big in your life right now? If you're alone somewhere, name it out loud. If you're alone, think about it, but zero in on what is the thing that's just heavy on you right now? Now cross a bridge, cross over to that other bridge and say, the Lord is the stronghold of that situation in my life. In my life, the Lord is my protection in that situation. He sees it. He sees the situation. He knows all about the situation. In Isaiah, it talks about how the Lord's thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts and ways are better than we could even come up with. And so if that's the truth, then we need the wisdom of God applied to our situation. We can't have God on one side of the bridge and say, God is wise and all-knowing, and he's got everything, but I'm over here, and it doesn't apply to my life. We need to cross the bridge and apply it to our lives. The Lord is the stronghold of your life. Of whom shall you be afraid? He is that protection of your life. Today, we're going to concentrate in Philippians chapter 1 on a verse that I've preached on before, but in a completely different context. Today, we're going to apply this verse to the fact that God is so much bigger than we ever apply in our lives. Let's take a look at Philippians 1 verse 19. In the International Children's Bible, it says, I know that this trouble will bring my freedom. In the NIV, it says, I know that what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I know what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. The verse that says, All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things. And then Paul applies that right to his life. He says, I know what's happening right now will turn out for my freedom, for my deliverance, for my salvation. Paul is speaking this verse while he is literally in chains in jail. In jail, he says, I know that this is for my good. And so many times we forget that godly people, people who are doing all the right things, saying all the right things, the apostle Paul is in jail. In your life, if you're in jail in a situation, if you're in a hard time, we need to cross over to this bridge and say, God, what do you have in this situation? What is it you're going to teach me? Or how are you going to mature me? Or how are you going to use this for me to witness to other people in this very hard or tricky situation? Because the Lord is the stronghold of your life. There's nothing that's happening That's surprising God. There's nothing that's happening that um, God didn't already foresee, that he doesn't already have bigger thoughts or bigger plans for than we could hope or imagine. And so we need to apply the truth that God is who he says he is to our very everyday lives, just like Paul as he sits in prison. And because Paul was in prison, because the apostle Paul was in prison in Rome, he was able to write letters to different churches. And those letters have become most of our New Testament Bible. If Paul hadn't been in prison, he would be going and visiting every one of these churches and there wouldn't be letters. There wouldn't be parts of our New Testament. God knew what he was doing, sending his beloved to jail. Let me repeat that. God knew what he was doing, sending his beloved servant, his apostle, his called sent one to jail. It was part of his plan that his son would be in jail. You are his daughter. You are his son. And it may be part of God's plan that you are placed right where you are. For this season, for this time, what is it, God, that you have for me right here? You are the fortress of my life. You are all seeing. You are all knowing. Your thoughts are higher than mine. Your ways are higher than mine. God, what do you have for me today here? To the outside world, it may look like jail to the outside world. It may look like you have shackles on your wrists, that you're chained up and in jail, but to God, he has a plan and a purpose for today, but we need to get alone with God to find out, God, what is that? I trust you. Paul is saying in this verse, God, I trust you right before this. He says, I will continue to rejoice. Have you rejoiced in that tricky situation you're in? I'm not saying that you should be foolish and say, God, thank you for pain. God, thank you for um, whatever it is that's that's horrible. But in your situation, you rejoice in this. God you are still in control. Jesus, you still sit at the right hand of the Father, making intercession, praying on my behalf. God, I know that my name is written on the palm of your hand and that you care so deeply that if you care about the birds in the sky, if you care about the grass on the ground, how much more do you care about me? And I won't worry because God, I know you are the stronghold of my life. Pray that prayer over your situation. Remind yourself who God is. The Bible says to set our thoughts on things above, set our thoughts on heaven, set our, our thoughts on godly things. There's a verse in Isaiah 26 that says this, it says, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal, perfect peace. As Paul sits in jail and his mind is steadfast on God, his mind is steadfast on Jesus, he trusts in the Lord because the Lord is a rock eternal and he has kept in perfect peace while he's in jail because he knows that he serves the God of the universe. He's crossed over that bridge to say, God, your, your truths apply right to my very situation you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. So much bigger than our our finite life here on earth. God's seen it all. He created it all. He knows the end from the beginning. He's working out our salvation. He puts things in our lives to mature us, to refine us, to shine us up to get us ready for something else or to use us today in a situation? I said it last week, um, and I'll say it again. If you're in a hospital, maybe it's to share the gospel. Maybe God sent you to the hospital just so you could witness to the person in the bed next to you or the nurse that comes in. Do we trust God enough that no matter where he sends us, no matter where we are, we know that God is the stronghold of our lives, And there's nothing that can touch us that God doesn't protect us from. There's nothing that can touch us that God doesn't see or know. And so even if we've been through horrible situations, horrible situations, can God use even that, even that situation for his glory? Can he use even that situation to help someone else? Sometimes it takes years before we see it. It may be almost a lifetime before we see why the thing that happened happened. But we have to be quick to be obedient to the voice of God because he sees more and knows more than we do. And when God says, go and talk to someone, when you hear that voice in your mind, when you hear that voice that you know is not your voice and you know it's the Holy Spirit, you, we need to be quick to be obedient. Go and pray for that person. Don't hold back. Go and pray for that person because God sees and knows more. When God puts on your heart to go and give something to someone, go and do it quickly. Why do we hold back? God sees more. He knows more. His thoughts are higher. And when we give our very lives into his control, when we say, I am a servant of the God most high, the Lord most high, I belong to him. My life is not my own. I am born again into a spiritual life. I am no longer the same person I was, but I am a new creation in Christ. And the Holy Spirit guides me and leads me. We say those things and then we have to apply it to our lives. So when the Holy Spirit says, go, I go. When he says, speak, I speak. When he says, hold back and don't say a word, I hold back and don't say a word. And if I trust that he is the stronghold of my life, if I trust that he really knows more than me, then I don't have to worry whether I'm in jail or whether I'm free. His plan and his stronghold for my life is still the same. It didn't move. The rock didn't move. He is a rock eternal. Paul goes on in in Philippians and he, in 21, he says this verse 121, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain if i go on living in this body this will mean fruitful labor for me yet what sh- what shall i choose i do not know i'm torn between the two i desire to depart and be with christ which is better by far but is more necessary for you that i remain in this body convinced of this i know that i will remain and i will continue with all of you for your progress and, and joy in the faith so that through my being with you again Your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. He says, I don't even care if I live or die. I'm just a servant of Jesus, and He has the best plan for me. So if I die, it's great because I'm with Him. But if I live, it's for everyone around me's gain. Is your life for everyone else's gain? Is Jesus allowed to use your life? Is God allowed into your daily life to be used for other people's benefit? You know, the Holy Spirit indwells in the believer for the acts of service to go and do. The Holy Spirit is our guide for our own comfort, for our own wisdom, but it's also to serve other people. The Holy Spirit's voice in my life tells me to go and do things that I wouldn't naturally do that I wouldn't in my own mind come up with. And even if I did, it may be the wrong timing. But because God is sovereign, because God is the creator, because he's all-knowing, all-seeing, he has better, higher thoughts than I do, he can tell me, go and do this. By the Holy Spirit, a voice in my my heart and my mind will say, go and speak these words. Go and say this these things. And sometimes it's as I'm going that the Lord begins to tell me what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do. Does God have permission to use you Does God have permission to use your life, to use your voice, to use your hands, to use your feet, to go to work, to do the things that he has uh, called you to do here on earth? Or are you so caught up in your situation? Are you so caught up in your own sadness? Are you still sitting there complaining that you're in jail? Are you still complaining that you have shackles around your wrists? Or are you like, Paul, God, you're going to use even this? Whatever situation you end up in your life, We have to say, God, you're going to use even this. In the depths of my sorrow, you're going to use even this. In my greatest joy, you're going to use even this. No matter where I go, I don't belong to this world. I belong to God. And he can use every day, even today. He can use every moment, every interaction, even with that person. So have we bridged? God eternal with our daily life? Is God allowed to use you? Have you taken on the attitude that Paul has that say, I know that this trouble will bring my freedom. Everything that has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. That God is good and has a plan no matter what. Sometimes we're in situations because God is disciplining us. And the Bible says he disciplines those he loves like children and he disciplines us so we can become more mature. And when we become more mature, we become a useful in a different way. He says, he doesn't want us to stay like babies. He doesn't want us to stay tossed back and forth with every wave that comes at us, but he wants us steadfast in him so that he can use us like a general in his army. And when he says, go, we will go and do, and we will do. He doesn't want us to stay as infants, and in the Bible, it talks, are you still drinking milk? Or are you ready for solid meat? Obedience to God is such a worship. Obedience to God is that meat. Obedience to God is that thing that grows us. So sometimes situations come in our lives to discipline us, to change us, to mature us. Other times, circumstances just happen in our lives, but we have to realize that the Lord is the stronghold of our lives, and no circumstance is random. There's no coincidence with God. And so when circumstances happen, we have a choice of how we're going to walk through them. Will we walk through them with the fruit of the Spirit, with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control? Or will we walk through them with bitter rage and envy and malice and gossip? Every circumstance that comes at us, even Paul in jail, he could have sat there and said, woe is me. I'm a servant. I've done everything right. I don't deserve to be here. If God really loved me, he'd set me free. If God really loved me, he would take these chains off of me. But instead, he sits and says, I know that this will work out for my freedom, for my good, for the good of those around me. So if you've been unfairly treated, if you've been wronged, if things are bad in your life, take the attitude of Paul and resoundingly say, I know the Lord is the stronghold of my life and there is purpose and reason for this. So you could be walking through a season of discipline. You could be walking through circumstances that God has allowed into your life for whatever reason God would allow them. Or you can be emotionally going through something And in those times of emotionally going through something, we need to set our thoughts on things above. We need to take captive every thought and bring it into submission to Jesus Christ. No matter what it is that we walk through, the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That means that God is there. God is there in your situation today. Cross that bridge that God eternal is in your very situation today. Choose the attitude that you'll take. Choose to let the Holy Spirit use you in the midst of your trial. If we say, I'm going through something hard so I can't help anyone, then we've missed what God had designed for that moment. I'm so emotional that I can't help. I'm so uh, going through this tough situation so I can't help people, or I'm being disciplined by the Lord and changed and, and, and reformed by God. In the midst of those situations, God can use us mightily if we listen to the Holy Spirit, if we listen to what God would have for us to do. It's one thing to know that God is eternal, that God is omniscient, that he sees everything. It's one thing to know that he has control over everything, that he sees everything, but it's another thing to apply that truth to our lives. God saw this day coming. God sees you in jail. God sees you on the mountaintop. God sees you in the valley. God sees you wherever you are in the midst of pain, in the midst of joy. He sees you where you're at. And today, it's my prayer that you would take the attitude of Paul and you would apply to your life, you'll say, I know that what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Submit yourself to the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Listen to what the Holy Spirit would have you do today. And then you can say that second part of Psalm 27 that says, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who did Paul the apostle need to be afraid of? Did he need to be afraid of the guards that were holding him? No. Instead, he told them about Jesus. Did he need to be afraid about death? No, because the other side of death was eternal life with Jesus Christ. Of whom do we need to be afraid if the Lord is the stronghold of our lives? We hide behind his protection. And we know that everything that we walk through, he will use it to bring glory and honor to him, to bring people to know who he is. Be open today to be used by the Holy Spirit, even in the midst of the darkest situation. Let's pray together. God, I thank you that you passionately love us, that you care of every detail of our lives. And God, I pray for those listening, no matter what part of their life they're sitting in this morning, God, I pray that you would begin to use them in mighty ways, that you would begin to whisper into their hearts and into their minds, things for them to say, to do or not say or not do. God, I pray that we would be obedient to your spirit in the midst of our circumstances. God, I pray that we would apply who you are to our very daily lives, that we would trust that you have control over everything, that we would give up control. God, you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or think of. We are not able. You are able. And so, God, we trust you. And, God, we take all of our situations out of our own hands, and we lay them at your feet from our children to our spouses to our relationships to our finances to our ministry opportunities to everything that we have. God, we give it back to you. And, God, we say, how do you want to use us? Help us to stop thinking that we are gods. Help us to stop thinking that we are in control of everything. Help us to recognize who you are and who we are. God, we give you all control. And we trust your plan and your purpose. God, you, hadn't, you haven't messed up since the creation of the world till now. And God, what makes us think that in our very situation that you're ignoring it? You're not ignoring us. You're not ignoring our situation. You're not ignoring what, you're go, what we're going through. You see it and you know. And so God, in it, we pray that we would trust you with every detail of our lives. We know that you're not just a far off God, but you are Emmanuel, God with us. You are here to minister to our very situation. God, I pray that we would rise up and we would serve other people, that we would bless other people. We trust your plan and your process. We pray all these things in the mighty example that we have in Jesus, the, the Jesus that took a crown of thorns, even though he was God, help us to take a crown of thorns in our lives, even though we may not deserve it. We see you. We see your example. You are mighty, God. Help us to be like you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your example. In Jesus' name, amen.